Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie Artcast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And we're with the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance. Welcome, everybody, to a very special art cast. It's our wine episode. Wine! Wine! <laughs> wine, spelled W-H-I-N-E. Yes. Wine. So, tell me, what do you want to whine about, Allie? Well, I just found out today that I might need back surgery. Okay, that is something to whine about. It is, I know, but you guys have been listening to me whine for months, and I'm <laughs> yeah, really, really sorry about that. It's okay. And the good news is that there'll be an end to That's this That's right. Whining. You might get a steroid shot that might solve the whole problem. And that possibly all cross our fingers. Yes, I'm crossing my fingers. Okay. And, uh... Yeah, so what maybe. What do you have to whine about? Oh, so much. How how much time do we have? <laughs> Has Stu cleaned up the garage yet? No. <laughs> we're going to have a, but we're going to have a garage sale June 5th. Come to my house if you know where I live. Mm. I'd give you my address, but I don't know if that's you appropriate. You mean you had a garage sale on June 5th? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh, how did that's it go? Right. Did you sell a lot I of stuff? I think I sold everything. <laughs> It was so good. Oh, my God. My garage is empty. Oh, my God. Maybe I should have a garage sale. Yes. And then I can talk about. Yeah. All the things. Predicting. Yeah. How great. And how much money you made and everything. Yeah. It'd be great. No. uh, Everything is good. Nobody Uh, wants the shit in our garage. I know. There's too much shit. Everything. There's a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but we did clean off our deck. You know, because my oh, yay. yeah, we had a graduation party for our daughter, and right. Oh, there was a lot of whining. You know, I have always said, plan a party, and then shit gets it's done. It's the your only house. way we get anything done in our house. Here we are at Krista and Robbie French's house. Yay! Yay! And we are so excited because not only do we have a wonderful performer talented guy i've known since i don't know let's say 1995 i don't know is that about right that's about right about right somewhere in there but then i met his lovely wife a couple years later and she is a sommelier a sommelier. i love that i just love did i say that, that right krista sommelier. you said it perfect sommelier. sommelier i think it's french sommelier or a sommelier. sommelier sometimes oh uh, sommelier. 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 <laughs> sommelier so we are so excited to uh hear more about your business we'll talk to robbie in a little bit robbie just sit back relax enjoy yourself drink your wine yeah drink your wine so tell us all about what it is you do like as a as a as a sommelier yes Yes. okay no wait you just said it different than we did we didn't say it right i just say sommelier just sommelier is silent when you say it sommelier the french is that the way the french yes we want to say sommelier you can say sommelier Oh, no, I don't want to say it that way. Sommelier. Sommelier. <laughs> anyway. Sommelier. Anyway. So yes. it just means, it it literally means wine servant. Oh. To be a psalm is to be a wine servant. You're somebody that serves wine to people. Oh. Um, you're somebody that, like, I, I've studied wine. It's my obsession, but my jo- as a job, mm-hmm. my current job is at Tony's on the lake. Tony's? <laughs> <laughs> the fabulous family-owned restaurant in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yes. Um, and it is Italian. fabulous. It yes. is fabulous. You need reservations, correct? Yes, most of the time you need reservations. Yes, we've, it... been, we've been up about two and a half times in numbers right now. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Right oh, I bet it is. But, um, yeah, so I Great am food. managing and wine directing and psalming out there. So, basically, there's different things you can do as a psalm. If you're just working the floor, 
you're just basically selling wine mm-hmm. to people on the floor. You're helping them pair food with wine, um, helping them pick a glass or a bottle of wine out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also the wine director, so that means I'm also buying the wine and and, and managing the wine list. So mm-hmm. I'm doing both of the things there, helping educate the staff. Um, but there's lots of different aspects to being a sommelier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Supplying the wine. Supplying the wine. Right. Yeah. It's a just, good job. And it's fun um, to introduce people to things that they didn't even know that they would like or they had never heard of. And that's mm-hmm. probably my most favorite part about working as a song. It's good because I would say I am not a wine connoisseur. I mean, I started out, you know, of course, in the beginning, you know, I probably did the Rieslings, which I, I, I'm not a fond fun very fun lover of Rieslings and, and then I moved up to Chardonnays and then I'm now I'm like a mostly a red wine drinker right and uh, but I do drink Chardonnay with good old Allie yeah, here because she snob. likes the Chardonnay so we do drink that but um it's I love that you know the all the technical things to, like how to pair that I don't understand I just usually drink what tastes good right. so or what the bottled label looks like so <laughs> right. Tell us more. Like, is there an area? Like, I don't know. What? Do you... Well, what do you look for in a wine? Yeah. What, what is, is it? A, I mean, what is it that you think makes a good wine? Balance. Balance. Like, you want there to be, you need acid, you need alcohol, you need tannin, you need the, the proper balance of of everything so mm-hmm. like too much oak if so if one thing stands out in a glass of wine it's too- then it's then it's not a balanced wine so you want the wine to be very cohesive and everything oh. to be that's why that's why like i don't I, my brain is racing right now mm-hmm. um but like you you age wine right so that mm-hmm. the tannin the tannic structure of the wine can calm down mm-hmm. and you're not drinking wine that tastes like you just sucked on a tree yeah right <laughs> so, yes um or or acid you pick fruit at certain levels sugar levels and acidity levels so that when you're making the wine one thing doesn't stand out so it's not just it's it, there's a lot of technique that goes into wine growing like it starts in the vineyard you want mm-hmm. the you want the fruit to be just where it needs to be mm-hmm. to bring it into the winery and to turn it into wine. But but the vineyard management and the fruit being where it needs to be at harvest is the most important part right. Right. of making wine. Mm-hmm. Um, far, I mean, make, making wine in the wineries, like the, the, the viticulture or the enology part of it, but actually making the wine in the winery, you can't make good wine if the fruit isn't, isn't grown isn't proper, right. properly mm-hmm. and harvested mm-hmm. at the proper time. Right. So where did you where did you study? How did you how did you God how did that start? Right, because what is the process of becoming a sommelier? Sommelier. I've been obsessed. I have a full blooded Italian grandma. Both of my grandparents, my grandmas, were um, professional cooks. Ah. Uh. I started, got my first cookbook when I was four years old. I've been cooking my entire life. I've been obsessed with food, and I feel like it just, and hospitality. I got my first job at 14 washing dishes mm-hmm. and busing tables in a restaurant in Northern California. I was managing a restaurant by the time I was a senior in high school. Raised kids, worked for the for, uh, performing arts uh, schools. That's how I met Robbie. And then I got back into restaurants in 2005 in Coeur d'Alene at the wine cellar. Um, and at that point time, I didn't even know what decanting a bottle of wine meant. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I've just learned so much since then. That's what struck the, the passion for wine because I, I remember tasting a Chateauneuf de Pop 
uh, Chateau Beaucastel, Chateau Neuf de Pop, and being like, what is this? Like, it was just incredible. And I was like, (laughs) this isn't like the crap I'm buying from the gas station on the way home, you know? I mean, this is, this wine is like blowing my mind. Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel like that's when it all started. Mm -hmm. And then in 2014, I took my intro exam for, um, through the Court of Masters, so i to become a psalm, just because I thought it sounded fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm never going to do anything else with this because I was too scared. And then and then I did. I went. We went to Italy in 2015, and I was just so inspired oh. by Italy mm-hmm. that we came home, and I just paid for it. I just went on. I signed up to take the certified exam He's without even it. thinking just because I knew I'd get too scared. But I, I was so inspired by Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The court, the court does not, there's no study. Like, you don't have classes. You don't do online classes. It's all self-study. Mm-hmm. So That would be a fun course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We so, <laughs> so, yeah, so that, at that point, like, I decided to do it. I, I, I paid for the exam, which I took in Campbell, California, right outside of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had five months to study to pass it. And so it was intense. I mean, Robbie can tell you, I was like, what was that? Was that your first or second test? That was my second. That was my, to get my certified exam to be mm-hmm. level two some. So I, um, mm-hmm. so I, you have to go, to, you have to do a theory exam. You have to do blind, you have to blind taste three oh. whites, three reds, and you have to do service on a master psalm, mm-hmm. which was super scary because Brian McClintock, who is a master psalm, who's on the, all the psalm documentaries, was one of the psalms ah! doing it, and I was so nervous ah! when I saw oh, him yeah. there. I was... That sounded like a ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, did, I was really happy that I did not have to be, he he wasn't the psalm that I had to do service right. for because I would have been way more nervous. Right. Because he, he was my favorite on the psalm documentaries. I just thought he was really cool. Wow. I still think he's really cool. I love you, Brian. <laughs> In case you're listening. You're inspiring to me. You and your natural wines. I love it so much. Just in case you're my instructor in the next class and I need an A. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So anyway, I would sit at home, studied all day on my days off for the theory. Robbie would blind taste me. I had my wine reps because I was a um, wine buyer at that time around the Bluebird. And so... No, I was still at Syringa at that time. Oh, yes. No, I was still at Syringa at that oh, time. Syringa, one more. Oh. Yeah. I started the, the Bluebird right after I passed my certified. But um, So Robbie would blind taste me, and I'd have the wine reps put blind cases together for me, and he would time me, and I would go through the grid. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and so then I just flew to... Flew to Campbell. I wouldn't let him come with me because I was thought I didn't want to be oh. distracted. Mm-hmm. But and I, was, I was flying there on the. He day flew there the, the day I took the test. Whether she yeah. passed or not, I was still coming. Oh, out. there you go. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't so, miss out on that. So yeah, we. I took the test. I did my theory. I did my blinding. This during the. Um, during the service on the master psalm, she asked me for scotch recommendations, and I literally forgot what scotch was. And that's my favorite thing to drink. And mm-hmm. so I, ca- I called Robbie, because it was terrifying. So I called mm-hmm. Robbie on my lunch break, and I, w- I went out with all these other people that were taking the exam, and we drank scotch. I oh. drank scotch. I'm like, you will drink scotch. And I called him, <laughs> and I'm like, I know I didn't pass, because I couldn't remember what scotch was. Oh. And mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So... Yeah, we went back in and and you passed and I passed forty percent pass rate and forty percent of us passed and wow. I was I flipped out. I yeah. went in the car and just started crying. Oh. No, didn't you psych <laughs> me out though? I, I swear that you called me because she called me when I was getting off the plane. Like as people were standing off, mm-hmm. getting off mm-hmm. the plane, and because I kept my phone on as soon as I could, and she called me and I think you psyched me out. Like, well, 
like uh, long pause. Yeah, like mm, it didn't, it might didn't not have. Oh, I was in the yeah. car. I still remember I was in the car driving to San Francisco because we were staying in San Francisco that night. I know. Oh, man. And everybody was calling me and texting me. Did you pass? Did you pass? And I didn't want anybody to know. Right. Before I told Robbie. So. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to know. So what was it about those three whites and three reds that you had to know? What did you have to say? Do you have to say exactly wines? like where it came from or what kind of wine it is? You have to you have to know the structure of the wine. So it it goes through the nose or the sight, the nose, the palate, the structure, the initial conclusion and the final conclusion. So you have to look at the mm, wine okay. and evaluate the color. And when they do star bright with green flints of green, that is actually what you have to do. Oh wow. So you go so you so you're going through, you're you're saying what the color of the wine is, then you nose the wine and you have to say if the wine is is clean, if it's a developing wine, if it's a young wine, if it's okay. if it's if it's an older vintage wine, you have to be able to tell if there's oak on it, what the fruit characteristics are on it what the organic and non-organic characteristics of the wine are by smelling it. And then you go into the palate and you have to say if the wine is dry, if it's sweet, mm-hmm. um, what if it has red fruit, blue fruit, black fruit, if you're talking about if you're talking about red or right. if it's, you know, stone fruit or orchard fruit, if it's a white wine or citrus. Um, and then you, for the palate, then you're also looking at the acidity levels, the tannin levels, the alcohol levels. If the wine is aging, if the wine is oaked, if the wine sees malactic fermentation, oh if the gosh. wine, if, I mean, wow. it, it, you go through, through, through. And then the initial conclusion, you're saying, I think this wine is a Cabernet. I think this wine is from the new world. I think this wine is between one and three years old. I think this wine was a, a cool climate wine. And I think this wine was grown in, produced in Napa, California, vintage, blah, 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 2017. And if the wine is a high quality wine or if it's a lower quality wine, um, and then, and then you can do that like with two or three wines for your initial and then your final, you have to call, this is what this wine is. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. And then they also ask for pairings too. (laughs) Maybe we'll just let Chris to do it and we'll just drink it. It, it, it definitely is a lot, but once but once you you know the it's system, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when I blinded when I blinded her, we I counted how many wines total we did, uh, like you know prepping for her test, and I think it was like twenty seven separate blinds, and she only missed three of them actually. Wow. Yeah, I'm crazy. impressed. One of them you actually got right, then you changed your mind. Remember, it was a Malbec. Yeah, I do it all the time. Malbec. Mm, you do it Malbec. all the time. I love Second a Malbec. Second guess yeah. yourself, right? Mm. You know, when you talk about the nose of the wine, I always have I always have to tell the story. Um, years and years ago, when Mountain Dome was a winery mm-hmm. in um, the Green Bluff area, yeah. and the guy, the owner, the winemaker, he also was a child psychologist. He died. I don't know, like five or six years ago. You mm-hmm. know, probably longer than that. But I remember that. Anyway, um, we went to his winery to do some tasting, and he did the sparkling wine that was done in the traditional French mm-hmm. method. Mm-hmm. And so he served us all, you know, various vintages of his champagne, his sparkling wine. And um, they're all in, you know, the little fluted champagne glasses. And he had the biggest nose. <laughs> and he, I'm not kidding you, he would he would swirl his wine, mm-hmm. and then he would stick his nose in, and I, I felt like he was He's snorting it. the yeah. wine. Oh. And, um, and I'm like, I looked at my husband and went, that's the nose of the wine. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> like wow. literally it's yeah. the Right, right. <laughs> so what so, are we drinking now? Yeah. What is so this? So this wine is It's um, pretty. Yeah, this is um, this is Adelsheim. This okay. is a winery, one of the first commercial wineries in the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Mm. Um, and I actually made this wine. I you worked, did? I worked the 2019 vintage with Adelsheim. Oh, cool. And this is their Pinot Noir Rosé. And, uh, and that area is really known for their Pinot Noir, yeah, right? Yeah, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay mm-hmm. are the, the big ones over there. But they, all, they produce lots of different grape varieties. But I worked the full vintage with them. And this got released... Um, Good. I know it's good. We got, it's really good. This got released. I like it. I, it was the be, It was the coolest experience of my life. I love. I loved the people at Adelsheim. I worked with people from all over the world, um, and it was my first full. I worked there for two months and worked yeah, the entire you did vintage. The whole thing. Yeah, and it it was incredible. And my job was actually to hook the hoses up to the processing table for the juice to drip into the fermentation tanks for the rosé. Oh, so wow. when it came out it was like just like brought back a lot of memories of me sitting under this <laughs> the all the all the equipment with juice and bugs all over oh. me and getting coated. I was just dirty and sticky and covered in pincher bugs and it was amazing. It was the best time of my life. <laughs> wow. I loved it. I loved wow. it so much. And it where was, can you get this? Can you, you get can it be- anywhere or do you have to get it well, you can buy it at Tony's because I put it on the wine list. Excellent. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> but but you, can, I don't. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure that it's in some grocery stores. Um, I, I honestly s- don't know where you can buy it retail. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. Thank you. I, I, I mean, really it wasn't like just it. me that it was a huge team of people. Right. But right. it was it was it was really cool to to be a part of that. Be a part of. It's like a light making. peachy rosé. Yes, yeah, it is. It's it beautiful. Really is. So yeah. swirl your glass. Swirl it. Yes, give it a little swirl. Yes. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to you guys. Thank you so much. I really like it. Yay! Mm. It's delicious. Okay. Looking to sell or seeking that dream home? Nancy White of Coeur d'Alene Portfolio Real Estate is not your average real estate agent. Known as the real estate queen, Nancy has consistently garnered awards and accolades in sales production, education, and leadership while continuing to volunteer locally. And she is an avid supporter of our local arts community. Coeur d'Alene Portfolio Real Estate promises local real estate expertise plus concierge level service. Call Nancy today at 208-818-1126. So I'm really interested because I've had, I've had a couple of bad experiences with wine um, in the storing of wine, the proper way to store wine. We bought a, we bought a bottle of Huckleberry wine um, outside of Glacier at a winery. And one day we came home and the wine had literally exploded the cork out of the bottle Ooh. and it was all over the floor. That's and I know it's really <laughs> sad. It was like, that was an expensive bottle of wine too. Hmm. Um, but I know that part, I mean, part of it is probably the wine itself. Um, but part of it is the way you store it. And yeah, it's very important. Um, especially if you're, if you're buying wine, with the intent of collecting, mm-hmm. or you want to lay it down for a couple of years for a special occasion, mm-hmm. you wine doesn't like light. Wine doesn't like 
vibration. Wine, mm. wine doesn't like hot to being too hot or too cold. So the ideal temperature to store a bottle of wine is 55 degrees. Mm-hmm. Which is what and my wine chiller is at. Good job. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It likes to be laying <laughs> down so that the cork stays wet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't Does like... Does it need to be down like... The cork need to be further yeah. down. I mean, just just, just so the bottle's laying okay. like down. So just so just, it's yeah. Yeah. just vertical. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it doesn't like to have. It doesn't like vibration. Mm-hmm. So it just needs to be in a quiet, dark, cool place. Um, and your wine could have exploded because it got too hot. Mm. Your wine could have exploded because they it, didn't get all of that they didn't ferment it all the way and there's still mm-hmm. co2 trapped in it and then oh, yeah. cork popped out right that's, that's why that's why sparkling wine has cages on it so right. that it keeps it that go- pressure mm-hmm. in the bottle not sure all over the place yeah. so yeah you just need to keep it quiet dark still and cool it's mm-hmm. kind of like after a hangover yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, little advice from Callie. I've been around the block a few times. And you like to be cool in a dark place with no sound. Dark, no sound. I like that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to call it the Callie method. Callie the Callie method. Oh, that's very clever. It's free advice. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. So then, um, well, let's see what I want to tell a little quick story about some wine. Okay. <laughs> I have two quick stories. Okay. So the first time I ever drank red wine, I was 16 <laughs> and I drank it out of a mug. Was it Boone's Farm? No, I, I have no idea what it was. It could have been Inglenook. <laughs> the f- do we all remember Ingle Nook? Yes. Yes. Anyway, um, I... I Matusse. Matus- Ooh, I don't, don't remember that. any wine before it's time. <laughs> all I can tell you is I was grounded for six months. Oh! So, I, first of all, I was way too young to drink, of course. But, um, and you shouldn't drink wine in a beer mug. Right. Okay. Nope. Was it worth it, though, being grounded for six months? Well, I had fun <clears throat> for part of the evening. <laughs> and then the rest of the evening, not so not much. So much. <laughs> and then when I walk home, you know, because I was, it was in the middle of winter in Denver, and uh, my dad had called my, oh, my God, I hope my dad doesn't hear this, because <laughs> the truth will come out. So it was, <laughs> it was like six in the morning. Five in the morning, he calls. They find me at my boyfriend's house because that's where the party was. And it was a hockey party. Uh Uh-oh. Hockey boys. Oh, boy. So fun. We had so (laughs) much fun. But my dad, when I finally, you know, he's like, is she there? And everyone says, no, she's not there, you know. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in so much trouble. (laughs) And so I'm like, get in the car. Quick, quick, go. And so I decide, okay, the story is. I park my car at the end of my street, down the hill, and I walk home. So I said, this is my story. I, it was snowing. Everyone was drunk. So I walked home in a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> it took me hours. Oh. Did he believe you? Uh, yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, they did. But well, I think not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Truth is out. Whoops. Anyway, I got six months for that. Oh, you might. You might. My present sentence. I did. That's a long time. I got. A, I got a. I got a month. A, a month for every hour I was late. My dad Whoa. was on the phone with the sheriff when I was when I oh walked God. in, and wow. then all he said was the these horrible words. Wait until your mother wakes up, and we'll discuss your punishment. Oh, my God. Oh. I was a bad teenager. Me, too. Yeah. I was a it little happens. loud child It happens. Also, anyway, but... that's my one But I didn't story. like wine. I did not well, like wine until I was in my 20s. Well, I think there is a time when you should really learn how to enjoy wine. Right. right. And you were probably drinking shitty wine well, before you were in your 20s. Definitely. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So. Well, the first party that we ever threw, I was... 14. Oh, yikes. Um, I know. Secrets. Oh uh, the Boone's Farm was going around. Oh, Boone's and I, Farm. Yeah, I remember oh, yeah. a friend of mine downing the entire bottle, and it's like, oh, that stuff is gross. She probably Ugh. had a really bad hangover, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Add a little flair to your special events with Scraps Barbecue, a great catering choice for your next gathering. Specializing in golf tournaments, sporting events, and more, their commercial kitchen can be on-site, or you can choose to have a fully catered meal delivered right to you. Known for their authentic Santa Maria-style tri-tip and tequila lime fish tacos, they can customize the menu to meet your needs for groups of 20 to 2,500. Contact Kevin at kevin at scrapsbarbecue.com or check them out on Facebook. This is why we are here yes. talking about wine, so you don't make these mistakes. We're trying to Oops, help you. That was so good. It's light and refreshing. It's a good summer I wine. I like it's it. It's not like yeah. any crazy serious wine. It's mm-hmm. just no, a I yummy, like light, refreshing, pretty rosé. Hey. Perfect. So what is this? This is a nice wait, looking. Wait, we'll ask. <laughs> don't. Shh. Secret. A secret. So this wine right here that I'm pouring is the other winery that I worked at. Oh. Um. And I did. I didn't do a full harvest with them. I did a partial harvest with mm-hmm. Pepperbridge, um, winery in I've Walla Walla, Washington. Walla Walla. Um. Walla Walla Walla. Pepperbridge. I love Pepperbridge. Um. <laughs> the, and and this wine is also special to me because when I worked at the wine cellar and I was learning about wine. The Pepperbridge Merlot, not this vintage, obviously, but the mm-hmm. Pepperbridge Merlot was the first bottle of wine I ever sold because I knew I loved it, because oh, I wow. knew about the wine. And I was so scared to sell it because it, at the, I don't know, it was maybe $80 bottle on the list at the oh. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to tell these people to buy this $80 bottle of wine and they're going to tell me no because they're it's like, so too expensive. Yeah. And they they went for it and they loved, loved the it. wine. Wow. So, so... It, it just holds a lot of of um, sen- sentimental value to me, but mm-hmm. I also love the wine, and I love um, Jean-Francois Pelay, who's the winemaker for Pepperbridge, has been a mentor to me. In fact, when I've done, when I applied to take my advanced course through mm-hmm. the court, because you have to take the advanced course before you can take the advanced exam, uh-huh. he was my, um, he was my, listed as my mentor. He you have to You have to have somebody in the business to recommend you to do it. And mm-hmm. he has been pushing me. Like when I did the Pepperbridge mm-hmm. um, vintage with him, 
he would he kept talking to me. He's like, "What are you doing, lady? What are you gonna do, lady?" <laughs> like he would over and over. Like, and he's the one that said, "You need to go for the advance." And I'm like, right. "I don't want to work that hard. Yeah. Like it's hard." Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, "You you know you need to do it." So I just appreciate him. I appreciate what they've done mm-hmm. um, f- for for Walla Walla. They're great growers mm-hmm. and great producers. Um, cool. I really love their wine. So when you are poured a glass of wine like this, what yeah. is the what what is the protocol? For drinking it, I always see people swirl it. So if you're gonna, if you're going to do an actual sit down and do a tasting mm-hmm. with the intent of just tasting, not just for pleasure, right? Um, you're you're gonna look at the wine mm-hmm. to look at the color of the wine. Mm-hmm. I is, mean, when when you're blinding, you don't necessarily have to do that if you're just drink, drinking wine, drinking, right? Um, you there's just indications by the color, like the rim variation. You can tell the age of it, the color. You can tell you it's, can. Like, Pretty. look, you can look at it and be like, okay, this obviously isn't Pinot Noir because no, right? look at the color of it. Um, yes. So you're going to look at the wine. You swirl the wine so that the esters in the wine are released. It mm-hmm. oxygenates the wine mm-hmm. and brings the esters out so that you can smell it. So that the those aromas mm. are coming out of the wine Which so you can smell it. Which is where the nose. Yes, the nose. The nose always knows. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, so you <laughs> So you swirl. So you mm-hmm. swirl the wine. Swirling. Um, smell it. And then you mm-hmm. can pull, like when you're smelling the wine, can you smell so like specific fruits? Can you mm. smell spe- like oak? Can you I smell, smell oak. can you smell veg not vegetable notes, but like herbs or wet rocks or minerals or soil. There's the different- only the only thing I have ever identified in a red wine is the peppery that peppery taste yeah. um, or smell. Yeah. But I am I am terrible at identifying flavors. I but you, but I think it's just it just takes practice. It, it just takes does. practice. So you just the more you taste and it's muscle memory too. Yeah. So other than the actual structural aspect of the wine which would be the alcohol, the tannin, the acidity, all oh. of those things. Mm. It's this all is yummy. Yeah, this is a nice this, this is, is a nice smooth. bottle of wine. Yeah, it's the 15 Merlot. Um, I like it. You you can pull pull sense um, sensory memories mm-hmm. from your like what you eat, what you grew up eating, the smells you smell right. mm-hmm. as a kid from the forest or from the garden or from mm-hmm. whatever. Like I grew up in a little railroad town in Northern California, and we had wild blackberries everywhere, and I smell blackberries a lot when I'm smelling wine, and I eat right. a lot of bell peppers, so I, like I'm very sensitive mm-hmm. to the the bell pepper, which is a pyrazine, which you get in Bordeaux varieties. Like right. I'm very sensitive to those notes in wine, but there's really no right or wrong when you're. No. It's meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. Right. Well, it's... so so don't ever feel stupid or like you're no. not good at it. Just taste it. Whatever you're tasting is correct for you. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, like some of those uh, tasting notes, <laughs> and <laughs> when we've gone out to dinner, we've you know ordered a, like a nice bottle or something, and then... yeah. I just say what's on my mind. Tastes like peanut butter. I love it. (laughs) We were at, I can't remember the winery where where we were drinking. Was it Pinot? Oh, was it Mary Edwards Winery in in, um, Hillsburg? Yeah. Yeah, and I have this appointment set up for this amazing winery. It's like one of my favorite. Yeah. Mary Edwards is like a badass that went to UC Davis and she has her own. Pinot Noir clones and mm. wow, she's incredible. And I have this appointment set up for us to go there. And we get in, and we have the private tasting. And Robbie's like, the first thing he does is stick his nose in the glass and said, "This smells like cow's ass." <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, in my defense, we had been drinking so, most of the day. Oh, by the see, point. So I'm like, cool. But, hey, we're like hey, having a was, amazing and he's like, insulting the winemaker. Not on purpose. I was, it was just. I, it was a good. It was a it good was thing. Just, I was like, right? oh, just saying. You know, I was smelling um, it. I was like, farmy. I was like, this smells like cow's ass. I smell farm. But he doesn't say farm. Farm. He says cow's ass. I like the fresh cut rubber hose. You know, the brand new baby diaper. All those smells. Oh, you like poopy stinky wines? We were at a restaurant in San Francisco and the a master psalm who had just become a master served us and so they hit it off and yeah. had a great time talking about psalm stuff and we were drinking a cornas and I said it smelled like um, it had the essence of like a brand new sharpie like a brand oh, new, oh know, right like I know that I know that smell yeah. <laughs> so and he, he actually loved it he's, he's like, like, oh, he's oh, like right. I'm stealing that one oh, yeah. he said sharpies go. and rubber tires ah. like well, car tires there you but, go yeah but you just pull things out of wines that out of wine that you Mm-hmm. that you have in your head. They're things, the right. smells that you're familiar with. So you don't, it's it's meant to be fun. It's fermented grape juice. It's not, right. like sometimes people get a little too intense about it. And mm-hmm. I can be one of those people because I just, because I get passionate about it. But it should be right. fun and enjoyable. I know. I, the I, one I, thing that that guy, uh, and I forget his name is Michael something, that had the Mountain Dome Winery. Mm-hmm. He said, the most important thing to remember is the best wine is the wine you like. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love that because exactly. then it takes the pressure off. You don't have to be going and buying, you know, $100 bottles of wine. You just go buy a wine that you like. And you don't need to spend. I have this, that Cote de Rome that's on the counter right there. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. That costs me wholesale $10. Oh. Ooh. And I drink loads of that wine i love that wine mm-hmm. what is and it, it it's a cote de rhone so it's um it's from the south of france it's mm-hmm. usually grenache yeah. heavy mm-hmm. and then it can, there's like 13 14 grape varieties that can be blended right. into it, but it's usually pr- primarily grenache but i love that bottle of wine it's I'm delicious write that down and it yeah. costs ten dollars i like that That's awesome. if you bought it retail it'd probably be 15 bucks that's okay right. yeah right. because i'm i have an airbnb and i'm always looking for good red and white actually i'm looking for good regional red and white wines because i always supply wine for the guests right but i i want to give them local wines you know i don't mm-hmm. i don't always do idaho i don't i i really no but washington wines washington are some i do of the a lot best. of walla walla stuff but yeah. i Good. I I need to like bend your ear and yeah. get some good ones because yeah. I'd love to like say, well, this is from my sommelier. <laughs> my sommelier says. Okay, my friend Crystal <laughs> sommelier. She says this is the best wine. Yeah, you Speaking can definitely of- find you can definitely find really cool. I mean, we're we are super lucky that we live so close to, to I know. Washington State. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're the second. The second largest wine producer in the United States. Right. Who's the first? California? California. Okay. California. I, I don't remember the exact statistics, but I feel like it's like 80 or 90% of the wine that's sold comes out of California. Because right. there's all, I mean, there's yeah. like the mass produced well, the wine yes. in yes. Central Valley and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, Washington is the second. Wow. The second largest wine growing region in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I've we, got a funny story to tell you. Yeah. Oh. I can't wait to hear it. So I grew grew up in Virginia. My whole family lives in Virginia. And Virginia is trying to make a name for itself with wines. And so my husband and I went and did a little wine tasting in Virginia. And um, we went to... I think like five... Whoops. Accidental accidental bell ring. 
Um, Yay, Virginia! Virginia is for lovers. <laughs> it, is. it is. Oh, see, there you Aww. go. Oh, that's I love sweet. Virginia. Cheers actually. to Virginia. Yay, Virginia! Yay. Cheers. Cheers. There's nothing wrong with Virginia. <laughs> all right, it's all good. So, so anyway, we I think we went to five different wineries and we tasted quite a few wines mm-hmm. and there was only one wine that we even considered buying mm-hmm. and we were at this one winery standing at the bar and the lady is telling us about her wines they're the the deep reds and um she says where are you guys from and we said well we're from Coeur d'Alene and we're used to drinking the wines from the Columbia Valley and she literally did the <gasps> bow thing oh, to us and I said she said, "Oh yeah, you guys, you okay? Bye." Yeah, <laughs> I think that is so cool. I yeah. love it. I love it. Walla walla, it's yeah. great. Yeah. So, why are Washington wines so great? I did hear once that part of it is because we're on. They're on the same. The wineries are on the same latitude mm-hmm. as the French wines. Yes. Oh, but it- but they have the advantage of being able to control the amount of water that the grapes get. So because it's so dry there, they can supplement right. with water. That's what I've heard. It, it, it is. that they can, they can dry farm there. But they're also in the perfect... So there's the, the Cascade Mountain Range mm-hmm. creates a rain shadow effect. So like you think about Seattle mm-hmm. and how wet it is. Those yeah. mountains keep those rains from going into, Anywhere. The, into eastern Washington. So right. it creates like the perfect climate. Mm-hmm. So there's the perfect amount of... They call them diurnal swings, so like heat during the day, mm-hmm. but it cools down at night, so it retains the acidity and the freshness in the grapes. So they can they can ripen during the day, mm-hmm. but then it doesn't stay hot at night, so it it, it stops right. all of that uh, the sugars and everything from developing and retains the acidity in the wines. It's like the perfect area to grow agriculture like in general like even right. hops i think washington state is the number one hop grower in the united states oh wow so, and, yeah. and obviously you look at all at their the apples and asparagus yeah. and walla walla onions it's like mm-hmm. it's just and strawberries like wow. clinkers clinkers go to clinkers, clinkers. when you're walla walla. best strawberries you ever <laughs> had they make the best strawberry pie they're like these little tiny Yum. tiny tiny sweet sugar nuggets oh. strawberries are the best that sounds so good best 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 what we drink with that What'd you drink? What we drank. <laughs> what, we drank? what we drank? What we drank? What we drank? We had a Botrytis wine. I can't remember. And what is a Sautern? An ice wine? We had a Sautern? Ooh, ice. I Botrytis. I had Botrytis in it. Yeah, Sautern usually. Mm, ice wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Botrytis is... Uh, ice wine. It's, it's noble rot, right? so it's just yeah. rot that's too sweet. sweet. Yep. I mean, it I like is. it. Unless, but, it, but it's interesting because it depends on what you have it with. I know. It's true. I'm yeah. not. I'm not a sweet wine drinker, but I have had a couple of dessert ice wines where I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, I get it." Yeah. And again, again, it's like the quality, <laughs> right? Koenig, like, Koenig, another winery. It's an Idaho winery, Koenig. Sacred River Valley. They they make it. They make an amazing ice wine. Oh, that is so beautiful and so delicious. And you compare it. Like think about pairing that honey. It's honeyed and apricotty, and mm. pair it with fruit, like fruit right. desserts. Yum. Like you want your dessert to be your dessert wine to be as sweet or sweeter than the dessert, right? Mm-hmm. Or with cheese, like with stinky, mm. like blue cheeses. Or, I right. mean, they're they're amazing, and like I I personally don't want to drink a whole bottle of it. No, no, uh-huh. but but just have a little bit with dessert. It's or with a cheese course. It's delicious. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that reminds me. I used to do the. Um, 
the labels for Niprath Winery. And Niprath is in Spokane, and they're, um, they do a lot of ports. Okay. And I, ports, I need to check that out. I've never heard oh, of it. I yeah. love port. Yeah, I have a I port too. story too. I know, but I know I, before before I met him, I did not. That was a sweet wine. I avoided it, and we got a bottle of his chocolate port once, mm. and I took it to a Thanksgiving dinner, and we had it with dessert, and oh my God, it it's like I discovered right this amazing wine that I never gave credit for being good. Right. There's so many different flavors. Did you know that right here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, we have one of the nation's premier anti-bullying programs for students? Since 2006, Stu Cabe and the Ovation Company has been helping students and educators reach their full potential by following this simple philosophy. Work hard, play fair, be kind. For more information on how to make your school a kinder place, visit www.ovationcompany.com. Did you? So you did, I did, yes. You so. finished? I wanted to make sure you finished. <laughs> I, I just want to remind you that we're all drinking. We are drinking. But Callie Yay. has a fun story she okay. needs to tell. So when I was in between husbands... <laughs> I just think that's a great are her best stories. I swear to God. I love it. These are good transitions. I love it. I know. There's been three. I mean, one in the middle was horrible. I hope he's listening right now. I hope he's in hell right now. But anyway, oh God, this is a good episode. Anyway, I I hope we get more followers. It's gonna be awesome. Please comment below. Yeah. Anyway, um, so um I was dating. Especially if you are the ex. <laughs> that would be even better. Uh, you still owe me $1,200. I just want to remind you. Anyway. I think we need a bell for that yeah, one. Yeah, 1200 buddy. Anyway, um, so after that fiasco, number two. I still like I still like the first husband. He's a great guy. He's in Denver. Anyway, he's remarried, has kids. It's all good. And then, um, anyway, so while I was... Just a reminder that they are drinking. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, when uh, I was dating again, which was really... Wow. Okay, that's that's hard to do, no matter what. Just dating is just difficult. That's why I keep marrying people. It's easier to get married than date. It's really hard. You know, dating is hard. Right, Kristen? Oh, wow. oh slam. Ooh. I'm just kidding. Stu, aren't you excited that Callie is? He won't listen. It's all good. It's all good. Anyway. Pour Callie some more wine. I know. Pour me some more wine. I like this pepper bridge. Anyway, so... I was drinking port. Okay, the be- the first time I ever had port, and I don't even know the wine. I was living in Seattle at the time, and I was escaping my second husband, uh, <laughs> moving from house to house and hiding. Actually, I was really hiding, literally hiding. And um, I was dating this guy from California, and we would get a baguette, some cheese, and we went to the Bri- Port Defiance. Is that? No, there's a bridge, a huge bridge in Brainbridge Island, oh, it's huge. It's scary. It's I've like, been on that bridge. It's but really high. It's yeah. really high. I can't. The windy one? Oh, I don't know. But anyway, we drove, 
drove, we took a little side road, we got off, we got on top of a hill, and we I drank port for the first time, had baguette and cheese, and I'm like, I am so cool. <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm just like, this is the best. I'm living my best life. Yeah, that's you know? amazing. Yeah. I mean, that it was like a lot of fun. Oh my god, it was the best. And I thought I need to do this more often. I have only done that once. Oh, Callie, still, let's do still. <laughs> this is a little reminder, husband number three. Stew cabe. Port, baguette, and cheese, and, and a bridge. It's, it's well, so simple. Do we have a bridge here that we could use? It's so hard to get use? husbands to go do that when they have <laughs> given up alcohol. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't drink anymore. It's my husband but doesn't I can drink, drink anymore either. It's so. okay. Well, we could drink. My husband Let's drinks Maybe we should go on an adventure. Allie and Callie will go to that bridge. Yes. Let's do that. We'll Allie go and Callie, Callie on a road trip. <laughs> Maybe okay. we should all go on a road trip together. I yes. love oh, it. We can podcast it while we're traveling. Oh, I oh love my God, it. that's brilliant. Yeah. We oh, got a bus. Yeah. Oh, my Let's God. Let's do it. <laughs> VW we bus. We need to make a plan. Hello from Tubbs Coffee Roasters. Founded on simple pleasures but defined by a complex process, Tubbs Coffee Roasters is a unique addition to the local coffee scene, offering crafted house blends and single origin whole bean coffees of exotic varietals and unique processing methods. We invite you to visit our website, tubscoffeeroasters.com, for our latest roast selections, current relevant operational information, and links to our social media, Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted. Well, that was a really fun episode. It really was. You know, what is amazing is there was so much information. We need to do another podcast. Right. So we're going to divide this into two episodes. I'm so glad. Yes. So join us next week where we actually get to find out more about Krista's husband, Robbie French. Who is a local musician. Grew up in Coeur d'Alene. Well, kind of grew up in a couple different places, but mostly Coeur d'Alene, and a fabulous guitar singer, songwriter, actor. Uh, God, I've known him forever. Mm -hmm. And um, he's just super talented, drinking wine with us right now. Right? Yeah. Hi, Robbie. (laughs) We will will see you next week with more of this. And I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. Okay, whatever you do, make sure it's creative. The Allie and Callie Artcast is brought to you by the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and sponsored by The Ovation Company, Scraps Barbecue, Tubbs Coffee Roasters, and Coeur d'Alene Portfolio Real Estate. With a special thanks to Cascade Creative Studios.